This is the Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 216. What I always say with a, especially a new Facebook group is you want to sound like a new parent that can't shut up about their baby, how great their baby is, because you want people to know that, hey, this is a really good group and you should be in there if, if you're an ex, if you're a coach, if you're it's a group for stay-at-home moms, a group for accountants, whatever it is, you know, and I think that that's really important too. So the mistake a lot of people make, group owners make, is that they will mention it once, you know, Wednesday morning at 2 a.m. and that's it. And then they wonder why nobody's joined. And I would challenge, especially new group owners, or if you're reviving a group, to talk about it at least once every single day on the channels that you're most active on. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rinchler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Well, hello and welcome to the Star Coach Show. I'm your host, Meg Rinchler, executive and mentor coach. I'm delighted to have you here and want to let you know that today is an extra special day in the Rentschler household. My son Luke turns 23 as the show goes live. So happy birthday to Luke. And I also want to wish all of you the happiest of holidays and um, Merry Christmas to those of you who celebrate Christmas that will be in two days. So Christmas Eve tomorrow and Christmas Day. May you be safe and be healthy and enjoy the holiness of the holiday and the blessings that that brings. And however you're able to connect with those people that you love, I hope that you do that with joy in your hearts and that somehow you continue to maybe you use your Christmas holiday to catch up on some of the past Star Coach episodes because the gift that the guests give all of us with their expertise is truly something to be appreciated. So I'm thankful for all of you being a listener to the show. I know that time is limited and life is busy and the fact that you take time to be with us during your busy life uh, is much appreciated and I hope is well worth your while with the, like I said, the gift that our guests bring to the show in sharing their expertise. I have a wonderful guest today. I am visiting with Mark Mawinney. Mark is a lifelong entrepreneur. He helps coaches get more clients. And his key thing, which you will see in the show title, is without paid advertising. So in our talk today, Mark is going to share his secret sauce, the kinds of things that he's been doing to build an incredible audience on Facebook. He has a Facebook group called The Coaching Jungle that has almost 20,000 members. He is a fellow podcaster with his popular show, Natural Born Coaches. And he has 
a special thing that we actually don't talk about much in the interview. But one of the things that he does is send a physical newsletter to his his uh, subscribers called Secret Coach Club. So Mark is a speaker. He is a podcaster and a mentor and you know, this entrepreneur that's built this fabulous business. And he is going to bring his secrets to us today to share how does he build his audience? How does he teach other coaches how to build their clientele without paid advertising? And the thing about paid advertising is that it is valuable. As a matter of fact, just in last week's show, we talked about with Julie Ciardi about the value of social media and that it puts us in front of people. And many times you'll hear from marketing experts, you've got to pay for these Facebook ads. And I get it. I hear people who absolutely build their businesses through those paid ads, but it's confusing and it's expensive. And it is really one of those extra skill sets that you need to build. And probably I'll bring some people on to talk about that in 2021. I love Mark's message about how with consistency and a plan, you can connect with and build a following and build a clientele, leaving those paid ads behind. So let's go to my interview with Mark Mawinney so you can also hear what you need to do to get strategic about building your audience without paid advertising. Mark, welcome to the Star Coat Show. I am so excited to finally meet you and to be able to spend some time with you today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Meg. Absolutely. So you are kind of known for your expertise in building Facebook community. You have a massive Facebook community. Tell me, just like start us off a little bit with what led you to focus on Facebook and how you how you decided you were going to build a community. Yeah, so I'm really big on having a place for people to gather. And I think the issue that a lot of coaches and online entrepreneurs make is that they don't have that place to bring people. So the metaphor I always use is it's like they're on a um, boat in the middle of the ocean. And they should be instead focusing on finding an island (laughs) that they can bring everyone to. Because you know what the news feeds are like and everything. They're so, they're noisy before 2020. They were noisy. Now you're getting into COVID, race riots, the election. That's, depending when this comes out, it may have already passed, I guess. So Right, uh, but we'll have whatever the aftermath of the election is to deal with, yes. Hopefully the world won't be over, whatever happens. But um, so it's tough enough even in the normal year to get seen out in that news feed and get heard, but especially 2020 and I believe beyond. So the reason I like Facebook groups is it's a place that, that people can get to know, like, and trust you. And so a lot of my clients, subscribers to my print newsletter, customers, people buy my programs, they're people who get to know me through that Facebook group. Uh, So not saying I don't get cold sales, I sometimes do, but a lot of the people who 
purchase from me and invest in what I'm offering are people who they, they've said to me, Mark, I've been in your group, you know, for a couple of years now, or I've been on your email list or whatever and following you. So to answer your question with the Facebook group, I started it in September of 2015. Before that, I was running a group for past guests of my podcast and it was called the very originally named Natural Born Coaches Past Guests, uh, uh, Past Podcast Guests or something. Uh, what was happening was a lot of people, uh, coaches were stumbling across that group and they weren't noticing the past guest part and they were requesting to join. So every day I was getting all these requests to join. I had a copied and pasted message. Hey, thanks for requesting join, but this is only for guests who've been on my podcast. And so I, after a while, it sunk through my head. My fixed <laughs> Like, skull. hello, hello. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the universe was um, tapping me in the head enough. I thought, hmm, maybe I should have a actual Facebook group for any coach or aspiring coach, not just past guests of my podcast, Natural Born Coaches. And that's where the coaching jungle was born. But if people, I always uh, say to people, if, if your potential clients aren't on Facebook, then Facebook groups may not be the right fit. But whatever you do, it, you need to have some sort of way for them to get to know, like, and trust you. And I think for 90 some percent of coaches of Facebook groups are probably a good idea. Excellent. So we're going to dive deeper into that whole concept. I wanted to lay the foundation for what we're going to talk about. I'd love to understand your journey into coaching and what then, what are the different things you tried on your path to Facebook? Mm. So my journey into coaching, it's, it's not a straight line. And I think most entrepreneurs would probably say that it's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that famous meme where uh, with the uh, peaks and valleys, yes. you know, what entrepreneurship should be. It's a straight hockey stick growth or consistent growth and what it really is. Or it looks like uh, one of those old family circus cartoons when the Billy, the kid used to go around the neighborhood and, you know, it was all over the place and, you know, every which direction doing. So I started in real estate right out of university and I started that at 21 years old. And for about a decade, I built up a really big real estate business here in Atlanta, Canada. And then everything came crashing down. So I built up to about 100 agents and employees at a couple locations. And it was just, it was hockey stick growth really every year, no stumbles. And I was beginning to think, wow, this whole business thing's easy. Uh, and <laughs> by the time I'm 40, I'll have the private jets, private islands, and all that stuff. And then everything came crashing down in 2009. And I ended up having a couple of years, I say, in the wilderness and uh, figuratively. Because after everything going well for a year, just everything collapsed and I was going through a really dark patch and I got help back to my feet by several coaches and mentors. And I didn't even know what coaching was before that, uh, be pre those years. And when I was ready to get back into business, I thought, well, you know, I've seen what coaching can do. This is something I would really like to do as well for my business. And that's when I jumped in in early 2014. And here we are today. Here we are today. Excellent. And what would you say is your primary client focus? I know um, you work with coaches, um, but you know, what would you say is drew you to be the coach of coaches? Well, I have a barbecue pitch. And what I mean by the barbecue pitch is if let's say you and I didn't know each other and we met at a backyard barbecue. And after we got done talking about the weather, sports or whatever, small talk, you said, so Mark, what do you do? Well, barbecue pitch is basically that one sentence answer that you can shoot out there, rolls off the tongue and you're not either looking like a deer uh, stuck in headlights or rattling off a five minute long answer. And then you, it, Meg, you would be looking for someone else to escape to talk to in the backyard. Mm -hmm. 
So my barbecue pitch is I help coaches get more clients without paid ads. I'm not an ads person. If someone's looking for help with Facebook ads, YouTube ads or whatever, there's lots of great people out there. Mine is all organic. And the reason that I um, eventually stumbled into that is I had to build my business organically because coming off the back of a bad real estate and business closure, I didn't have access to the resources that I had previously, the, the money to throw into marketing. Right. And so I had to roll up my sleeves and do it all organically without paid ads, which I thought was a disadvantage at the time. I thought, oh man, I wish I had tens of thousands of dollars. I could shortcut this and pay uh, put into ads. It was actually silver lining in that cloud is that it forced me to roll up my sleeve and really refine my message and get clients the old fashioned way, you know, blood, sweat and tears. And that's uh, the... The short answer, I guess, how I got into that, uh, the stuff that I teach I know works because it's worked for me and it's worked for hundreds of coaches I've helped directly. Well, I love that whole concept. And how often does that happen? The very thing that we groan about or think, oh, crud, this is just not the way I wanted it to go, ends up being the thing that we learn and can teach others. And so that circles us back to often when we're trying to start an online business or, or start being able to reach an audience, we're told you've got to, you've got to do ads, you've got to do ads, you've got to do Facebook ads. So how did you build, what did you do when you rolled up your sleeves and, and put your nose to the grindstone and whatever other metaphor we can throw in there and, and began to multiply your numbers? Well, I'm really big on consistency. So I know it's not always really sexy if you're doing things day in and day out. And you and I chatted about this before we started recording, but I really have three pillars for my business to use another metaphor, like a table or <laughs> pillars supporting something. If I'm doing these three things, I know that my business is good. And, and uh, those three things for me could be different, probably will be different for other people. But for me, it's podcasting. That's my show, Natural Born Coaches, but also getting out on other shows like we're doing here today. Mm-hmm. So there's podcasting on both sides of the mic. There's a Facebook group, The Coaching Jungle. That's at .coachingjungle.com. Shameless plug. And finally, uh, daily emails. So I've been emailing my list daily since April 2016. I've yet to miss a day, knock on wood. And if I'm doing those three things, I know that my business is good. Now, your three things could be different. You know, if somebody Mm -hmm. says, well, I really hate writing, the thought of emailing makes me want to vomit. Well, you know, maybe it's videos, it's YouTube or Facebook Mm -hmm. lives, or maybe your thing's Instagram or something else. But I think it's really important instead of doing trying to do 77 things and not being able to focus on any of them enough, pick just a couple of things that you enjoy doing and that's uh, effective for getting clients and then do those things religiously. So consistency is so, so important. And I'm seeing people think, how in the world does he think of something that he can email about every single day? And I know that you post in your Facebook group all the time. So how do you create that kind of content all the time? If you'd like it to put on the show notes page as well, I have an infographic where I basically break that down because that shows a lot more than I could give in a short answer here. Right. But um, the infographic's called How to Become a Content Creation Machine. It's at naturalborncoaches.com slash content creation machine. Okay. But basically, um, when you're creating content, the more you do it, it's going to build up a muscle, just like you're going to the gym. So in the early stages, it's going to take a while. When I first started, it took me probably an hour to write emails, to think of an idea, everything else. Now I can hammer out an email. I did one this morning in under 10 minutes. It's just because I've been doing thousands of them, right? And that's how I get my ideas from 
well, for stories from my life, the stories from my clients, keeping confidentiality in mind, of course. Right. I get ideas from pop culture. I'm a big movie the buff. Um, uh, from books I'm reading, uh, blogs, maybe it's something I've seen on YouTube. It could be something from, well, I'll go back to books. Sometimes if I'm stuck, I'll look at the bookshelf in my office. I'm the type with my hard copy books, I highlight them, I write notes in the margins, everything else. If I'm ever stuck, I pull out a book and I can find an idea there. But um, what happens, the more you create it, I'm often in the shower and then bang, an idea hits. So one thing I'd recommend doing, when I say I send daily emails, doesn't mean I sit down in front of the laptop 10 or 20 minutes before it goes live. I generally batch my emails where I'll sit down in a couple hours and I'll write a whole bunch of them. And they'll, they'll just, once you get going, it just, you can get into flow and it makes it much easier. I don't recommend writing them the day of. Uh, people ask me, they're like, well, Mark, what if something happens, let's say a current event that you want to talk about tomorrow that just popped up? Well, then that's fine. I can uh, unschedule the one for tomorrow, push it back a day and then s- slot something in. Uh, but life the, with things can happen in life out of the blue and stuff. If you're not batching them to keep at least a week or two weeks in the can, it's going to be really tough to do daily emails. And then what about the way that you choose to share with your Facebook community? Because that's really kind of, we're looking at you. So you started this Facebook community for your podcast guests and then everybody wanted to be a part of it. So you started coaching jungle. Yeah. How did you go from that what were some of the basics that you did to build that, that community that is, that is so important, to build that island for people to visit on? Well, I mean, first off, I showed up every day and I was active in it. So if you're not active in your own Facebook group, why should anyone else be active? Uh, but then, I'm, I mean, there's really four stages with any Facebook group success. Uh, first off, you have to create the group the right way. And when I say that, that goes into picking a good name for the group, which clearly says who it's for and stands out from the crowd. Uh, could go down to your graphics, your banner, the look and feel of it and so on. But there's creating the group. There's then growing the group. Obviously, you need people in there, so it's not tumbleweeds. So I talked up my group heavily in the early days, and I still talk about it a lot. And I found the tipping point hit when I got to 1,000 members. Roughly speaking, once we got up over 1,000, took on a life of its own. And as we're recording this, we're up close to 20,000. But that, that first 1,000, yeah. So it's going to be very tough. You could have the best content in the world, a really cool group. But if there's 27 people in there, and most of them are friends and relatives and stuff like that, it doesn't matter. You could post the meaning of life and the best stuff every day. It's not going to make a difference. So you need to have warm bodies in there. Not saying numbers are everything, because I think quality does beat quantity. But you need a good-sized group. So there's creating the group, growing the group, there's then engaging the group. So if it's just a group owner that's posting in there, no one else or no one's commenting, that's not good. So with engaging the group, I try to draw other people into conversations. If somebody posts a question and I know, Meg, that you're the perfect person to answer it, I'll tag you in to pull you in. Mm-hmm. Or I'll encourage you like, hey, Meg, thanks for being in the Facebook group. Why didn't you? We'd love to see you posting some stuff there. Show your brilliance or whatever. And there's group rules, obviously. I think that's important. but we encourage people to, to engage. So I know from doing my show and being around the coaching world now for almost seven years, I know a lot of coaches who are specialists in different things. I know webinar experts, YouTube ads experts, Facebook ads experts, and book experts, and so on. So I'll tag them into discussions to get uh, their feedback because they're experts in those certain things. 
So that's engaging the group. And finally, the fourth would be monetizing the group. So I always say with your business, if you're not getting paid to do it, don't do it. Or at least come up with a plan to get paid because your time's too valuable and you're not a nonprofit or a charity. So you should be monetizing your Facebook group. You're in my group, Meg, so you've probably seen I sell to my group every day. I'm making an offer. It doesn't mean that that's all I do because a lot of my posts aren't selling, but every day I'm at least making an offer and inviting them to take the next step there. So it's very clear with people joining my group that, uh, hey, follow the group rules. You can't spam or the wall or, you know, there's certain rules around selling. But by the way, I am going to be making my own offers. And if you're not cool with that, you should probably leave, basically, is what it says in a nutshell. Because I don't want someone coming and say, well, gee, Mark's selling in the wall. But yeah, I've also spent hundreds and hundreds of hours building this right. thing up. It's a free community. Right. So yeah, this, this is a trade-off uh, for it. I'm in business and I'm going to monetize it. So. Okay, that's great. And in that, I do want to just let people know that the Mark's presence in the group, if you're thinking about building up a community, the way that he got to almost 20,000 members really is, or participants, is to be active. I mean, I'm consistently seeing Mark's reposted, Mark's posted again, and he's not just posting work with me. I mean, there's some of those, but there's a lot of value around. Have you thought about this? Or I read this, or I'm, you know, thinking about this. So there is a, there's a lot that happens in that. So I just want to reinforce that. And as we draw close on our time, one of the other things that we talked about was that you orig- when you originally started your own podcast, which is titled Natural Born Coaches, yeah, correct? You, you got it. You did it every single day. So as you were talking about that you talked up your, your Facebook group a lot, how, what do you think the correlation is between having a daily podcast, and I, I'm making an assumption here that one of the places you talked it up was on your daily podcast, how much a correlation was that the talking it up daily on your podcast to the growth. I don't know if you even know that. (laughs) Yeah, actually, to tell you the truth, my podcast started off daily for the first year, first 300 or so episodes were daily. And then it dropped down in frequency. It's now a weekly show. Thank God, I'm much yeah, less. We stressed. talked about, huh? <laughs> yeah, we talked about that. That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan of editing. I always say I'd rather get a root canal. So, luckily, my twin brother Matt, his team handles all the editing, which that was very really... convenient of Matt. Thank you, Matt. He he started at the time when I was ready to probably throw my laptop out the window with editing. Because see, I've already heard all my lame jokes and stuff. I was there because I made them, so I don't want to have to listen to myself, you know, again yeah. uh, with it. So. My show, it actually wasn't a daily show in the Coaching Jungle launched by the fall of 2015. I did talk about it, but I would say social media and email lists were probably just as important there. What I always say with especially a new Facebook group is you want to sound like a new parent that can't shut up about their baby, how great their baby is, because you want people to know that, hey, this is a really good group and you should be in there if if you're an ex, if you're a coach, if you're a group for stay-at-home moms, a group for accountants, whatever it is, you know, and I think that that's really important too. So the mistake a lot of people make, group owners make, is that they will mention it once, you know, Wednesday morning at 2 a.m. and that's it. And then they wonder why nobody's joined. And I would challenge, especially new group owners, or if you're reviving a group, to talk about it at least once every single day on the channels that you're most active on. Don't shut up about it. Don't worry about people saying, well, they, Meg mentioned that yesterday. Now she's saying it again. 
Really quick story to illustrate how easy it is to get lost in the noise. I spoke at an event a few years ago in San Diego, and Guy Kawasaki was speaking at that same event. So I was able to sit in at his presentation. Guy Kawasaki has, at the time, had about 500,000 Facebook fans. I don't know what the number's at now, but a lot of people know his work and and stuff like that. And he had mentioned in that talk that as an experiment, he decided with his fan page to, to post the exact same posts twice a day, just a few hours apart, because he was curious if he'd get any blowback. And so he did that word for word, no change at all. He did the same post twice a day. Do you know how many people complained out of half a million? I would uh, guess maybe two. Yeah, you're bang on. There you go. There's no prize, unfortunately. I wish I had a prize. (laughs) you'd You'd be great at that jelly bean guessing game when you have to count jelly beans in a bowl. Yeah, I think he said two people. It is, that's it out of 500,000. So if Guy Kawasaki gets just two people out of half a million complaining and you have a thousand people connected with you on social media or whatever, do you really think you're going to get a ton of blowback? And even if you do, who cares, you know, let them unfriend you. It's not the end of the world. I'm really big on not begging for business or coming across like you're afraid to be criticized or Mm -hmm. offend. So sometimes I will rattle the cage and I've done that in the coaching jungle as well. I've had people leave the group because I've said something that offended them. And I'd rather be like that as opposed to being stuck in the mushy middle and being boring. Mm -hmm. So I do like putting out strong opinions and then backing them up and having some debate in there as well. Wonderful. So if I'm understanding you, you talk about it. Let's say if if the listeners have a Twitter account, they might be talking also about you know, come join me over in in my community. Or if they are Many of the listeners might be active on LinkedIn because they are executive coaches or whatever. So you're just talking about letting people know the value or inviting them, being proud of your community. Well, if you notice something I did earlier, I mentioned the shameless plug when I said .coachingjungle.com. So if I'm going on 100 podcasts as a guest every year and I'm mentioning it every single time that I'm going on a show, that's reaching thousands of people who didn't know who I was or what the group was before that. So, so many, I find this really, especially in the coaching world, so many coaches are afraid to do that because they don't want to look egotistical. They don't want to feel salesy. But I always say, if you're not willing to blow your own horn, who else is going to do it? And they think that, well, I couldn't possibly do that because then everyone will think I'm like Donald Trump, you know, or whatever. So I'm just not going to say anything. Well, there's, you know, love him or hate him. There's a reason why he made it to the White House is because he's not afraid to blow his own horn. So don't be afraid. Uh, You have to do that because if you're not willing to do it, no one else is going to do it for you. Beautiful. Okay, so we are coming to the close. And I just want to be sure that there isn't any final thoughts that you want to share about how you built your Facebook group without ads and just maybe the value of having one. Well, I think what's holding a lot of people back is they see millions and millions of Facebook groups and they think, well, why would anyone want to join mine? There's already so many groups and there's some imposter syndrome there as well. I would say just push past that, you know, and build the group that you wish was there when you were getting started. And I've heard this before too, if somebody's, uh, let's say lost a bunch of weight and then they're like, well, I don't know who am I to coach? Like, well, yeah, you've lost a hundred pounds. I think that's pretty important. What group did you wish was available when you were going through that journey and then build it up? But finally, don't be boring. There's enough boring Facebook groups. And I always see Facebook groups with very blah names or they've got, you know, boring banner. Anyone who joins the coaching jungle, as you've seen, Meg. You've got a very exciting banner. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I say that I canceled my gym membership because I got six pack abs through my cartoon cartoon Tarzan mark. So anyone who goes will see it's a cartoon mark swinging on a vine with you know a Tarzan body and six pack. So there we go. But so anyone joining the group can tell. Okay, this is different. It's unique because you don't see that very often. Uh, that's one final tip I'll leave people with. If you have a Facebook group, make sure that you are prominently featured on that banner because it's your group. It should say hosted by Meg or but with Mark or whatever. A lot of Facebook groups that I go into, I have no clue who's running the group uh, because they're just not anywhere on the banner. If you're spending the time to build up a group, you're in business, you should benefit from it. So make sure that people know that it's your group. So helpful. And thank you so much for bringing your expertise to the Star Coach audience. Thanks for having me. So what is the one thing that you could do to consistently connect with your ideal client and bring that content to them on a regular basis that builds that no like, and trust factor? That is something I challenge all of you to think about. And if you'd like to know more about Mark and the kinds of lessons that he teaches and his Facebook group, The Coaching Jungle, his podcast, Natural Born Coaches, go to starcoachshow.com forward slash 216 to our episode page where you can get links to follow all of those things as well as to get the infographic that Mark talked about in his interview at starcoachshow.com forward slash 216. We are going to wrap up the year next week with my guest, Gemma Nastasi. She is a health and wellness coach who is going to tell us about 12 intentional activities that we can do to increase our flourishing as a human being, to increase our happiness and well-being. It was a wonderful way to kind of wrap up 2020. I think we all need to be thinking about how are we taking care of ourselves and, and what can we intentionally focus on that science and research tell us is going to increase our happiness and our well-being. So come back next week for that episode. As we close out today's show, I just want to once again let you know how grateful I am that you choose the Star Coach Show as one of the podcasts that you listen to. And if you're enjoying the show, please think about leaving a rate and review wherever it is that you listen, because the more people that see those reviews, they're going to follow the show and learn from the guests that that bring their expertise forward and what a wonderful gift to give to them. So over this next week, enjoy family, be safe, be happy, and we'll see you next week on the Star Coach Show.